Hey guys, Mark with a C here. Have you ever surpassed one of your heroes, but then you got cocky only to find out later that they would be the ones saving you? So I was just watching Netflix and Netflix documentary. It's one of those things that I do. I'm kind of a documentarian junkie. I love documentaries and there was a documentary about the Rubik's Cube. Now the lesson within this piece of content is beyond the Rubik's Cube championship. In the documentary there was a man by the name of Max Pack and there was another man by the name of Felix Zendegs. I had heard of Felix before because he was the Rubik's cube champion. He could solve the Rubik's cube in under seven seconds. So Max was an autistic or is an autistic child. He's more of a grown child now, but he's an autistic child. So Max has autism. And as a child, I don't know much about autism specifically, but one of the challenges that Max's parents had was to get him to focus on things. So they would have all kinds of objects and toys and kind of puzzles, big plastic puzzles, to try and get Max's attention on something so that he could focus for a certain period of time. And as soon as Max got one of these in his hands, he got obsessed with the Rubik's Cube. So that's all he would focus on. His parents were actually thrilled because he was getting good at something and it was helping him with his focus. So then along his journeys of getting good with the cube and solving it super fast, he was like super creative. It was kind of weird, prodigy-like maybe. Like I said, I don't know much about autism, but I think that autistic people are gifted as well. They're challenged in certain areas, maybe such as focus. This is not about autism here. There's a big lesson to be learned. And the lesson is that Max found a hero. And his hero was Felix Zendegs, the champion, the Rubik's Cube champion. So according to Max's parents, it was Felix this, Felix that. Felix can do this. I want to do that too. Felix can do that. I want to do that too. So he was obviously Max's hero. Felix was Max's hero. And heroes kind of push you, right? They pull you towards your vision. We may call them mentors, but it's kind of the same thing. So Max just kept focusing. He kept working harder because he wanted to be like his hero. He added creativity because he was doing things that he was shattering Felix's records and putting them on YouTube. So because he wanted to be so much like his hero, he would put in the work. He would put in crazy focus. He would always run towards the cube, whether that was a good strategy to treat his autism. But according to his parents, Max wanted to do this. He was not pushed into doing this. And according to his parents in the documentary, Max was doing it because he wanted to be like his hero. So as Max was uploading these videos on YouTube of solving these 
cubes in sub time, like faster than Felix, Felix noticed them and reached out to Max. Max's hero reached out to him. So then Felix asked Max if he would compete, if he would come to a competition, which is kind of weird, right? You're inviting competition in a place where you're the champ and someone who will likely beat you. Super cool. So Max went and it was to meet his hero more than win anything. But sure enough, Max showed up. What happened? He cleaned up. He won. He broke a bunch of records. Undisputably number one, Cuber Max Park. So in the theme of this lesson here, Max beat his hero, but he stayed super humble. Felix was still Max's hero, even though Max had surpassed Felix. So by staying humble, what did that do? It brought them closer. They became good friends. If Max would have been cocky, which uh, he could have easily been, he was, he was simply the best. Simply the best. Untouchable. He wasn't cocky. He was humble. That brought them closer. If he would have been cocky, it would have made them distant. I'm pretty sure if Max was cocky, Felix wouldn't have became his friend. He wouldn't have gotten closer. There are exceptions to the rule. Some people like cockiness, but I'm talking cocky. I'm not talking confident. And Max wasn't even that confident. He was just super, super, super humble. So once again, in the theme of this content, I said, if you surpass one of your heroes, don't be cocky, be humble, because you never know if that hero later on will save you. And that's really what happened in this documentary. Now keep in mind, I really read between the lines of a lot of uh, documentaries I see. I pick up lessons where other people are probably not looking. And there's five words that Felix says to Max in this movie right at the end that just hit me. At the end of the documentary, they go to a competition is the world championship where they are both competing against each other. Who do you think won? Neither. They both blew it. They didn't even make the podium. Both of them. Now at this point, Max was crushed. He, he, was, he was devastated. You can see it in the movie. His head is down. It was kind of scary. I was looking at this and I'm like, the kid's got autism and he looks like he's just been like permanently scarred. Not only did he let himself down, but he let Felix down, according to Max. It was actually kind of scary because you don't, I didn't think he would recover from it. He's like in a corner, his head is down. His parents are freaking out. They're like, oh no, what just happened? He's never lost. <laughs> He's never lost before. This is, this is pretty intense. How are we gonna fix this? And can we fix this quick? Like I said, even I was worried. I'm like, that kid will be scarred for life. That's how devastating it was. The long-term effects of something like that, if it wasn't caught quickly, they could be really bad. So here's where Felix came and saved the day. And he did it in such a, it's a psychological saving, I would say. 
Max didn't want to get consoled by anyone. He was like, he, he was like shut off. Like, I don't know if that's one of the traits of autism, that you shut yourself out and you go into this deep, dark hole. But he was shut off. He didn't want to hear anything from anyone. And then the hero came in and did his job. You guys ever hear with great power comes great responsibility? They use it in a lot of superhero movies. And this is the part that I think a lot of people missed, but I got right away. Felix walks up to Max. Max pays attention to Felix because Felix is his hero. And he looks at Max and says these five words. Let me get them right. Max, without the Max, no podium makes us stronger. No podium makes us stronger. They didn't get the podium. They weren't in the top spots. And it was one of the most amazing, beautiful things I've seen because Max completely changed. He turned his frown upside down instantly, looked at Felix and repeated those words in the form of a question like, did you just say that? Because if you said that, then I'm, I'll be okay. Because whatever you say, you're my hero, I believe. I'm getting a little emotional thinking about it because he was the only person who could change Max's mindset. And his mindset was extremely sensitive. So then Max says, no podium means we get stronger. He goes, that's right. No podium makes us stronger. And then you just saw Max with this. It wasn't relief. It was a power. Like there was a, just a certain amount of time where someone could catch him and save him at that point. And that's exactly what Felix did. These were kids. This was just happening. It was pretty amazing to watch. But once again here, if Max would have been cocky, Felix wouldn't have reached out to him. They wouldn't have built a friendship. Felix wouldn't have been there to save Max. You get it? So it reminds me of myself when one of my heroes recently saved me and really, really saved me. My hero is my little brother, the smart one. He's my hero and he recently saved me from something pretty devastating. And I'd like to share it with you in a minute because it's very, very similar to the Max and Felix story. Uh, about 18, 15 years ago, I was a computer programmer. Many of you know this. If you follow me in any way, I was an employee before I was a consultant. So I had a cubicle job with set hours, fixed pay, very specific instructions on what I can and cannot do. And the problem with that is that I'm a kind of a creative guy. I have big ideas and quite often I know a more creative way. Quite often I have some pretty out of the box ideas that would help the situation and even help my bosses and make them look better. But I was boxed in. They didn't want to hear it. It's like you've got to do this, that, this, that. Nothing against my bosses. It's the government of Canada. There are rules, there are policies that they have to follow and they have bosses. And it appeared that the higher they go up the food chain, the less they really know how the stuff works. So I was pretty bummed out. I was pretty bummed out. 
That would be my challenge compared to, if you will, Max's challenge of autism. Not comparable, but I felt stuck. And here comes my brother, my little brother. His name is Alain, or some people may call him Al, but it's really Alain. A-L-A-I-N, Alain. Just like my name is not Mark, Mark. It's Marc, Marc avec un C. Okay, we're a couple of French guys. So my brother was a computer consultant while I was an employee. And it was a beautiful thing to watch. He could take on contracts that he wanted to. He could say no to contracts that he didn't want. He could actually use that genius of his and, and propose out of the box solutions and get super creative because he wasn't there to get paid by the hour. He was there to make magic, to fix what wasn't working. If a company was making X amount of dollars, he would go in so they would double that amount of dollars by creating systems that were usually out of the box thinking, very creative. And they would invite that. They would pay him $350 a day because he was the genius on site. And we used to talk about it all the time. I'm like, they're letting you do that? And you could leave whenever you want during the day and show up whenever you want. So he was getting paid for the results and they were giving him total freedom because he was making it happen for them. Granted, you gotta be smart, creative, hardworking, mostly smart and creative and have ultra focus. No, mostly smart and creative, which he is. He's more smart, like mathematical genius type of computer nerd. I can say that because he's my brother. I'm more of the creative side. Definitely not as smart as him, not even close when it comes to computer programming. But a lot of the stuff we would talk about, I wanted to do what he wanted to do. He was my hero. I remember he would show up at work. He'd say, oh, I'm just pulling a little Harry Houdini. If he ever sees this, we could laugh about it because he would just make it happen on his terms and they loved him for it. Now, kind of like Max catching Felix, what did I do? I focused like a beast. I worked like a beast to get as good as my brother. It was hard to do though. I had to use my creative faculties because those were my strengths. And I had to put my nose to the grind, kind of like Max working on solving that cube, having that ultra focus, I was focused on becoming a better programmer to become a consultant. Consultant is different than an employee in my computer world. An employee shows up, does what he's told, and if it doesn't work at the end of the day, oh well, it's okay, well, we'll eventually figure it out. You're on payroll, but a consultant making $350 a day at the time must produce, but it's more fun because you get to get creative and really implement some pretty out-of-the-box ideas and people pay attention to you and they actually follow your lead. It's really amazing. So I worked my butt off. I got my first contract because I was looking up to my hero, my little brother, and I got my first contract also for $350 a day. Now this is going back probably 18 years, maybe 15 to 18 years. 
And then once I got comfortable in that world, kind of like when Max got comfortable in the cube world, he started uploading videos on YouTube, right? Max with his Rubik's Cube solving it faster than everybody else. Well, I started getting ultra creative and really making companies more money, really improving their systems, really doing like out of the box stuff. It was amazing jumping into consulting. But then just like Max did, went into the contest or the competition and won, I got more money. I got more money than my brother. I remember I got $400 a day. I actually remember when I got $400 a day, but that did not last long because we're brothers and we're kind of competitive. So from there, he went up to 500 a day. That was, that was pretty big time. What did I do? Well, instead of 400, hell no. Focus, hard work, creativity. I went up to 600 a day. Then he went up to 725 a day. 725 a day. So we're setting the bar higher for each other. And then I got the thousand a day. We, we played around the 800 for a while. Then I got the thousand a day. So I will put that as surpassing my hero because we did gauge our success on the per diem. <laughs> How much you making today now? How much you making? So once I hit the thousand, that's pretty hard to uh, get back then. It's probably still hard to do in the consulting world for a programmer, for a developer. I'm not talking like systems architecture here. I don't want to go off topic, but the point is I had a hero. He's still my hero, by the way, today, still my hero and still way, way, way smarter than me. But he does give me credit for my creativity. He thinks I'm more creative than him. Am I? Probably. No, that's not true. That's not true. He's super creative too. Okay, which brings me to staying humble. I stayed super humble because he did continue to say that. He goes, you're just too creative, man. He goes, you're just, you're too creative. He goes, you're gonna find a way to keep going up. You're so damn creative. He doesn't sound like that at all. I just want to differentiate him and me here. So then I had an opportunity to be a little cocky because I was doing things. I had a lot of liberty to be super creative in my contracts. And I was getting a lot of attention from other consultants and they were uh, swelling my head a little bit. They were saying, oh my God, how'd you think of that? Like just really weird stuff that would work. Sometimes it wouldn't work, but it was creative. I'll give myself that. And instead, maybe I got cocky for a little moment in time, but I strained up pretty quick. Uh, I'm fortunate. I'm blessed that I caught that early. Uh, yeah, maybe for a little bit. Guilty, guilty as charged. I may have been cocky for about half a year. But I did fall into humility without being put there. Nothing happened to me for me to be humble. I just naturally was humble. I said myself, I was actually my mother. <laughs> it was my mom. It was my mom. She said, I don't like your attitude, young man. <laughs> so she, she, well, mom, you know, moms, she, she explained it in a certain way that I, I just got. I'm like, holy crap, do I sound like that? I'm a bit of an ass, right? She's like, yes, you are. <laughs> so I got humbled pretty damn quick. 
And as I was getting a little cocky for that moment in time, I could feel me and my brother separating a little bit. He didn't like it. Like nobody really likes a cocky person. Nobody likes to show off, my mom says. And because I stayed humble, me and my brother got closer. Just like because Max was humble, him and Felix got closer. And sure enough, very recently actually, my brother saved me. He saved me because we were very close. We are very close. I see him once a week. If we weren't very close, he wouldn't have been able to save me in what recently happened. What happened was I went through a divorce. Uh, not divorce, but separation. I broke up with my girlfriend and I was so messed up. I'm not going to go into that, but it was so devastating to me that I was, I was messed up. I was, I was, I was freaking broken. It sounds really weird to say that. Like I'm a 40, I was, I was going to say I was 47 at the time. I was 46 actually at the time, 46 years old. It sounds weird to say that a breakup will screw you up like that, but I was messed up, yo. And I was starting to fix myself up a little bit, starting to lick my wounds a little bit, but it was my brother, my hero because I was humble and because we were hanging out regularly and because I had the courage to share with him how I was feeling, he straightened me up pretty quick and he didn't do it out of aggressive nature, like a voice of reason. He did it with freaking wisdom. And it's so much like what Felix did to Max. Remember, Felix said to Max when Max was broken, Felix said, the podium makes us stronger. You know what my brother did for me? I don't know if I want to get into the picture that he painted, but let's just say I had garbage situations around me that were not helping me at all. And I don't know why he used garbage. Maybe I had said it. I go, all this garbage here, this garbage there is tearing me down, bro. I'm breaking apart. I'm falling apart here. And he gave me an analogy about how garbage, actually, when you burn it and get rid of it, it turns into energy. And because he's my brother, he just knows me a certain way. He knows how to talk to me and kind of like give me some kind of paradigm shift. So that one conversation about garbage turning into energy. I did a quick blog post about it because it was fresh in my mind. That one conversation with my brother instantly healed me. So I did surpass my hero. I stayed humble. And then later, my hero saved me because I was humble. Being humble makes people close to you. Being cocky or arrogant makes people distant from you. So let's close this thing off with this one powerful sentence. Stay humble if you surpass your hero because they may save you later. Mark Lalone signing off. Thank you for watching or listening. Have an amazing day. Bye-bye now. Thank you for watching or listening. I hope this content has helped you in any way, maybe motivated, inspired you. Maybe it's triggered an idea. Maybe it's gotten you out of a rut. Maybe it's simply entertained you. Listen, I'm just an ex-computer consultant guy who lost his way to drugs and alcohol and eventually became homeless. 
From rock bottom, I cleaned up, I clawed my way back into the workforce, I shifted into running my own business, I've been retired from the corporate world for seven years now, and I've never looked back. If you want to follow me on my journey or maybe even connect further, you can either go to my blog at thewealthytrainer.com, that's thewealthytrainer.com, or you can click the link in the description if you're watching this video. Mark Lalone signing off and I'll see you on the inside. Bye-bye now.